uh, Bottled Soccer Talk program. Uh, the two guys, two mics, two pints. And I'm Nestor, and that's Henry. And it's episode 131. Uh, what's up, my man? What's up? Chilling, man. Um, you know, some good games this weekend. Um, and yeah, man, just enjoying the football right now. It's getting oh. to, uh, you know, the business end of the season. Yeah, Both yeah, there's league and champions, champions. All the uh, all the cup, t- all the cup uh, finals are occurring. Uh, about four to five games left in the season for most teams. Um, so yeah, we're we're just wrapping up another another season, man. Just a, about a month to go, really. Um, and I'm sure things are really good uh, on your side of uh, Manchester, right? Yeah, man. For the most part, uh, it's just kind of a good run of form now. You know, uh, everybody always references the streaks that they can go on, and it's they kind of pretty much left it for the last month of the season. So, yeah, it makes for good football for sure. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, so, I guess before we get into that, um, well, we kind of talked about it last week a little bit, but uh, today, man, um, it just so happened that. Mr. Ailing Holland uh, broke the Premier League scoring record. Um, 35 goals today. Wow. Not 35 goals he scored today, but in the whole season so far. Right. Um, I, I guess, um, well, shit, man. Uh, that dispels the notion that he wasn't going to make it in his first season, right? Sure, but he's a striker. That's what he's supposed to do, right? Uh, finish your chances. I'm not going to applaud a fish for swimming, quite simply. Yeah, <laughs> sure, it's okay. I mean, there's a. I mean, you could throw fucking, I don't know, Shane Long in our system, and he's probably going to bag 30. This guy's a little bit more world-class. Okay, give him 35. Um, <laughs> man. I mean, tell me Christ. one goal this season that has been memorable from Hollywood. <laughs> Besides the, uh, the the cool Slatan kick he had against uh, fucking was it Dortmund? I don't remember now. But um, yeah. Besides that one, let's be real. Um, are you are you talking about like him dribbling past people and stuff? Or yeah, or just like a goal that you're like, damn, like <laughs> like every every really good player has at least like almost a Puskas level goal at some point. His goals are very, uh, you know, I would say, I, I was about to say mediocre, but that's not that's not fair. But I'm saying it's just kind of like normal finishing, you know. So, you know, uh, after seeing a guy like Messi do what he did, there's just some goals that season where it's like, wow. I mean, different kind of player, different era, but yeah. Like at, at first, you, I, I saw you start off as like facetious, but now I feel like you've, you've talked yourself into it. Well, I mean, let's be real. Um, I mean, you're you're the first the first person to say it. So, when you when you get that many chances created for you, and you gotta keep in mind, there's maybe five, six, even seven world class creators around uh, Holland. You know, whether Whoa. it's De Bruyne, Silva, Mares, Grealish, Foden. I mean, you could just go down the list of guys that have a very polished foot. Um, so sure, yeah, when you get all those chances. I know 35 seemed unrealistic in the past uh, in the Prem, but now, you know, with that kind of assortment of players, uh, it's just a perfect partnership. And credit to Holland. I'm just saying that 
that has to be uh, aforementioned as well. Um, but yeah, big 35 and more to go. Uh, could easily finish with maybe 38, 40 goals. So it's going to be a crazy uh, milestone for sure. Yeah, we we were actually looking up the uh, the league record, not just Premier League. Um, I don't know. There, there's like a kind of, I don't know, kind of unsaid notion that that Premier League is really where top tier football came from because all the records are only referencing Premier League, but there's a like other scoring records from before, like old times. Uh, so we found one in, in the fifties of a, or was it forties? I think it was the fifties. Uh, Dixie Dean from mm-hmm. Everton, 60 goal season, which is incredible. Yeah. Uh, you got to bear in mind that there was probably one really great team versus other, you know, not so good teams. And, and the great Jimmy Greaves can't forget about him. Uh, wow. <laughs> what a player. And that's, that's my point. That's why we can't glorify what Holland is doing for something that was done <laughs> in the past already, you know? So, uh, you know, and I don't, I would not take those records all that serious. Like I, uh, I, I, I just, just I can't, man. yeah, yeah, no, but yeah. I've uh, been clowning, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm kind of being, sarcastic as to the, all the excuses people have been making uh, throughout mm-hmm. the season. Every, anybody who's listened to the pod knows um, uh, as another City fan would say irrationally obsessed with a uh, young Norwegian <laughs> lad. See, that's Yeah, he's a beast, man. Um, make make no mistake. And, and the last guy we were able to see do something like that, I want to give him his flowers and it, it just kind of trips me out to consider Salah as well. Like He had 32 and he, that was even coming from a wing position at, at most times. So, yeah, it's elite company for Haaland in, in, in his first season. Like, uh, I do fear for him a little bit, though. I, I got to be honest because not that I think his head's going to get too big, but how do you outdo this season? You know, next year it's like, well, let me go for 40 next season. You know, let me go for 45. It's like Because there were a few chances that were gimmies that he did miss. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, and that's an area he can improve, but that's just him sure, showing. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to say, right? Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's just him goals? showing that he's human. <laughs> well, he's got 50 goals in all comps as as it stands. Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so, I think. I think it might be 51, actually, after today, but I may be mistaken. Um, but I know 35 in the league. He has a few in the FA, so and then champions, obviously. But... Mm-hmm. Fucking, it's 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 crazy to see, man. Cause, but to be fair, and I want to say this because I think think if Aguero was available for the amount of games that Holland was year in year out, and I know it's just been one season, but Holland's missed very few games. I remember he did have a little knock one time in the season, but kept mm-hmm. him out like one two weeks max. Uh, Aguero, man, was would miss a cumulative total of like four months of the season every year. That was also one of the worries about um, Holland too was his was his availability because his injury record wasn't the best coming into you know uh, into the season. Yeah, exactly. That was a big um, concern, and it it kind of looks like uh, you know, it's another good testament for I guess City's uh, nutrition department as well and their like physios because uh, especially this season as a whole there haven't been any really major injuries you know that we're like fuck you know. That's that's a big blow, um, but yeah, uh, just kind of bring bringing it back to back to Holland now. Um, I think uh, 
and I, I think I'm ready to say this now, like wholeheartedly. I know the season's not over, but last season it, it would have been outrageous to say, but I, I do think he's the best forward in football right now, by and large, uh, you know, just on consistency. And I know there's still a lot of great guys, obviously Lewandowski, Benzema, when, when he's not injured, he's on his days, just one of the best. But I think, you know, just as far as consistency, new kid on the block with, you know, the goals to show for it. I think Holland's there, man. Um, and like you said, he, he just has to prove it a few more seasons. But currently, I think he's the best uh, in the world. Yeah, especially in form right now. I don't like, you know, I struggle to come up with a name that that even rivals it. You know, there's there's really no comparison. And I want to say maybe that's also a testament to the lack of competitiveness at that position because, truthfully, like the guys that I mentioned are guys that have been doing it and they're they're a bit past it even. Now mm-hmm. there's yeah. nobody in Holland's age bracket and I'm not counting Mbappé because he's really more of a wing, but you know, obviously he can kind of play a forward, but mm-hmm. as far as just a, a true nine, it's like, nah, man, like there's really nobody that, that comes to mind. So, um, yeah, yeah it's nobody like a, that's close. <laughs> yeah. He's a standalone favorite at the moment. So I think, uh, it, it puts city in a really healthy position, yeah. even as far as marketing. I know? think also in, in football right now, there's no, like, I, I don't know if the way that football is being played right now, even lends itself to having a pure nine. The, there, there's players out there, of course, that, that fit the bill, but a lot of the players, you can see them as like a, like deep lying, like strikers. So not out and out nines or are just looking to finish a play. Um, which is not to say that that's all Holland can actually do, but that's what he's known for. If you, if you want somebody like a prototype right now, yeah, it's, it's gotta be ailing. So yeah, yeah, man, 35 goals and counting. Uh, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he get, if he gets more than 40. I I mean, it's possible. It's very possible. I just, unless it's like games where they're resting players and that's a possibility and Pep's no, he's no stranger to that. Like, I mean, he, he can appreciate individual accolades, but he's never going to put that ahead of whatever he deems fit, you know, especially with such big games left, mm-hmm. um, you know, but then again, then again, um, every game is while they still have a nice little, I guess, cushion now, but they still want to win every game from now on. Right. Oh, sure. And, and I don't even think chess win. They, they want to, um, uh, dominate I think you know it's not like uh, they don't seem satisfied with just beating their opponent I watched the game today um, the first half was rough but I credit to West Ham but the second half they, they looked like they really pushed the issue even when you score one you still got to continue that I remember it's like the Phil, ja- Phil Jackson philosophy it's like you're, you're you might be up 10 but you have to pretend you're down 10 to continue that aggression you know so and I think that's what a champion's mentality is. And that's what just to, you know, juxtapose is what Arsenal truthfully weren't able to show in those three key games leading up to the city matchup. H- had they gotten some positive results out of that, it could still be their league, man. Now it's like, ah, the driver's seat is, is in city's favor, but still a lot to play. I'm just saying that putting it into perspective, city don't look like they're uh, going to take their foot off the gas. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, barring any crazy um, setbacks, it, it looks like, a, like I said before, it's, they've been there, you know, and, and that, that club culture is, 
it's pretty solidified at this point. Not not just the players, but you know the leadership, starting with Pep and you know uh, the board and all that. There's a a, a picture I think of a uh, of Grealish in the locker room, oh, the dressing room. I'm sorry, he's getting uh, you know whatever treatment, and you could see in one of the uh, walls it says our goal, and there's a picture of um. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I did of the see Champions that. League trophy, and then on the other side, it's the uh, the Premier League trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean they're they they know what they've got to do, and they're they're pretty much once one step uh, one step to go. Yeah, well, Pep kind of talked about that too. He alluded to that that it's like because a lot of the journalists ask him like, well, what are you doing to motivate them at this point in the season when you know exhaustion hits and mental wear and tear? He's like, man, like I don't even have to convince them like. I think at this point, every player in that locker room knows every the next game coming up, you got to play it like a final damn near, you know, um, just because it's going to require that to to reach that level. I mean, it's something that hasn't been done in two decades. And it's and it's a, there's a reason for that, like the probability of just winning one is, is difficult, let alone all three. So, yeah, man, it's it's crazy, you know, crazy to see. It kind of seems overdue as well, by the way. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like City were as good last season. Obviously, Haaland changes the game. He kind of tips the mm-hmm. pot over. But like, I, I feel like City have been striving for this for a while. You know, um, I mean, the league's one thing. But to be going into Champions League as well, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, still a lot to play for. Um, so we'll, we'll get into Champions League in just a bit. Um and other news, um, so Leeds, uh, Leeds sacked Bielsa. They sacked Jesse Marsh. Um, they have a, they had a caretaker. They kind of got rid of him too. Like, I don't know how you sack an interim manager or whatever, but they did. And um, they're really staring into relegation right now. Um, let me check if are, are they in relegation as it stands or are they slight, I be- slightly? I believe they are. Uh, I actually don't have the table in front of me right now, but they're tied on points with Nottingham Forest. Um, but Damn. there's three teams tied for for the for that position. Uh, um, so in Leeds Infinite Wisdom, they hire uh, Sam Allardyce, Big Sam. Uh, what what do you make of that? (laughs) Oh man, I mean, I'm not against the the appointment, but that's if that's really the route they wanted to take this season, you could have appointed them the moment Marsh left those doors. It would have given them a better chance. Um, really, they're gonna in order for them to get out. Sure, they might be able to you know grind out some results, but really, it's gonna depend on what how the other teams do. And the same could be said for the cases of the other teams. It's they're all going to depend on each other. I mean, Leicester, Everton, and Leeds possibly can go down. Um, any of them really, but obviously Southampton is the shoe in. The fact that Bournemouth has been able to kind of scrape up out of it mm-hmm. has been the most impressive thing for me. Because with West Ham losing today, you know they're a few games uh, close to that as well. So it's like, man, <clears throat> it's just crazy times right now. Um, it's going to be, it's kind of crazy to predict where it's going to end. Yeah. Well, I mean, right now they're tied on points with Leicester and Nottingham forest. Um, Everton's only one point behind Southampton. They're pretty much set. 
to to yeah. take the fall. Um, For what it's worth, so, what Leicester have going in their favor is they got the goal differential though massively over Leeds and Nottingham. Yeah, yeah, by eight goals so far, or nine. Um, yeah, it's. It, it'll be interesting to see if they can get out. And I guess there's bonuses attached to to being able to make the escape. Yeah. But um, I don't know. You know, right now there's Roy Hodgson, uh, Allardyce. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, who who else is there? Um, the dude at Leicester. God damn, what's his name? Brendan Rogers. No, no, no. He just. Oh, the guys. Oh, Dean Smith. Dean yeah. Smith. So. <laughs> there's there's Tony a bunch Jewett's. of yeah. yeah. Where's Harry Redknapp? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Where, where where's Tim Sherwood, man? <laughs> um, but you know, shit. I'll even take Mourinho. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, it's it's gotten it's gotten to the point where there's so many sackings that that uh, all the clubs are looking. Well, let's go to these tried and true guys. And um, I think it's backwards, if I'm honest. Um, Allardyce doesn't even have the benefit of, uh, you know, uh, of that. You remember that aura he had about two seasons ago? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ah, no. no, no. (laughs) Uh, I get get what you meant, man. (laughs) (laughs) So so he had that uh, that appeal. Ah, damn it. That's the same thing. You know, like <laughs> nah, it's his reputation for sure, though. Yeah, there you go. That's the perfect word. You know, he yeah. had that. He had that knack for getting out. Yeah, out the relegation scrap, which you know, in my view, like I don't know if that's really worth praising. You know, I don't know if that's a badge of honor that they should be proud of because you got yourself in that position in the first place, um, and and we know what it means. Just just uh, shore up the defense super low block and make it difficult for the other team to score. It's not even trying to win games. It's just trying not to lose. Yeah. And, and like a lot of shit house within that too. Like, yeah. You know, dig your shoulder into him, like shirk, no challenges. You know? mm, right. Um, right. That's just his style. It's very old English style. But, um, the, the funny part is that he does well in these circumstances, but like, say if he gets his team going into a season, usually has abysmal starts. Like he'll already be at the bottom of the table within the first month and kind of maintain about there. So Mm -hmm. I don't know something about that guy. It's just, it's weird. It doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work in a full season, but in like a short stint, he can pull some shit off, you know, like Sean Dyche is a glorified and more prominent, you know, version of him. If, if I'm honest, just a little bit more tactical nuance to him. Yeah. He's like the, the hybrid modified, like, the the evolution version of of Sam Allardyce. If yeah, I yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the Charmeleon to uh, Allardyce's <laughs> yeah. Charmander. Um, exactly. Yeah. But like, and I can appreciate defensive football because you know there's managers that that try to teach uh, nuance there. Like Mourinho, at least he has like a scheme to to get onto offense. Whereas this guy, it's like really let's hoof it up and 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 just do a straight up old school counterattack. <laughs> it really doesn't really work, you know. It's it's not especially now now more than ever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's not conducive to scoring goals for sure. Right, and the thing is that teams have gotten better at breaking down low blocks. Like, I mean, it can be a pain in the ass sometimes, but there's a. I feel like a lot of people have just you know managers, I should say, have found ways to break it down. Now, I mean, Arteta and Pep are just the masterminds to it, but 
Yeah, and it, a lot of it also has to do with the quality, and Leeds is quality kind of lacking too. in that uh, in that department. Yeah, that they are. A lot of people, I don't know if you saw that video, but they were like walking back to their bus and everybody was like outraged because none of the players stopped to talk to the fans. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just like, bro, in my head, like, come on, bro. You think they want to talk right now? Like, they're they're pissed too, you know? Especially going through all these like series of managers. Maybe Marsh could have still been the guy, you know, at least to finish the season. But, yeah, it looks like it's getting worse. The only time will tell if Sam Allardyce can you know, still uh, woo the, the league with his uh, escape artist ways. And uh, the the interesting thing about Allardyce, sorry to cut you off, but um, no, you, there's, he's, uh, he's, there's a charm to him for sure. Like he's got, he's got like some kind of charisma. He's got some riz. Yeah. To to, he's got a little bit of a, a mysterious stare, you know, <laughs> he's got that, uh, yeah, that, that allure, that allure. Yeah. Um, you know, people just gravitate towards him, uh, and all the managers have massive respect for him. You know, like, and I don't know if it's because ah, uh, you've been in the game a lot, or they just genuinely can can see the difficulty of of playing against them. I think it, it does pose a really good challenge to other managers too. Like, maybe it makes for shit football, but it's like trying to beat a game on on the highest difficulty when you play a Sam Allardyce team. So. Um, I wonder if you watched the game today in the first half against West Ham and thought like, all right, now I know how to play City somewhat, like, because they were giving us a tough time with those those compact shapes, you know, and that's the key sometimes to to getting a zero zero, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is an imposing figure, so you know, yeah. on the sideline, if nothing else, you know, there's there's that you know corpulent body of his. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, his name's not Big Sam for nothing, right? Exactly. He's one of the few, uh, you know, bigger build managers in in the in football. I should say, it's not a whole lot of them. <laughs> that yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, um, I think we were talking about that earlier. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a video that he showed me of the <laughs> uh, the of the American football managers or coaches. Um, they're a lot of them are uh, big bodied. Yeah. Uh, um, which is. It, it, like it's kind of not fair to other coaches like you know like uh i, I forgot what the dude's name from the rams is um uh, Sean McVay, yeah yeah like mcveigh and there's a few others that that and you know take care of themselves but, yeah yeah there's there's a few for mm-hmm. sure but but there's a lot of them that are you know just fat ass, fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> whereas like european managers like there's felt and a lot of them are former players so they kind of kept that that sort of um you know, um, habit of, of keeping up in shape or staying in shape and might train yeah. a little bit with their teams. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the perception in Europe where you seem kind of sloppy or, or stupid if, if you're not, you know, in, um, in good shape. That's true. That's true. And I mean, I don't know how much truth there might be to this, but I, I do feel like as far as dietary, habits they're just much more on point <laughs> you know they maybe they'll snack and, and pig out but they do it on the right foods man and i think that makes a world of a difference you know over here it's like man you can pig out bro but if you're going to like wendy's you know you, you do that consistently enough it's like it's not it's not looking good bro well like if you look at like the food culture in europe um like what? What's known for in Spain? Tapas, right? Like you go to a bar and they give you tapas. It's small portions. 
It's I mean it's still food, but it's not like like over here where you know Philadelphia is known for you know a greasy ass Philly cheesesteak or like that crazy barbecue stuff that you'll see in Texas or Kansas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then in the South, you know, you'll have your other things. So, um, you know, while we have delicious food over here, yeah. probably the best food. You know, a lot of a lot of their, you know, um, I guess dietary preferences are a lot more um, restrained. Yeah, they also they have a, a pretty big seafood market, and I think that that's just a very good source of of food. You know, protein in, in specific, but it's um yeah just little things like that and and I know a little because you know some of my buddies have lived out there or are, are living out there, and it's like dang like you know he explained the way he's explained it to me it's like a hamburger over there compared to here is just so different like every mm-hmm. ingredient feels like it's legit you know <laughs> uh it's not like just a bunch of seasoned crap that you might not know it's still bomb uh, I won't man I'll fuck up a fat burger mm-hmm. but you know for sure. Uh, <laughs> but it's different, you know. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that plays a, a role in that. But anyways, <laughs> we digress pretty yeah. badly. Um, one last thing about Big Sam. Uh, how do you feel about the comments that he made? He's just like, I don't feel like like I feel like there's great managers out there, and you know, I don't feel like I'm under under them in any way. I feel like I'm equal to Pep, Arteta, um, yeah. Klopp. Um, is that is that him having? like delusions about himself or do you think he he's just kind of a I don't know trying trying to be some kind of showman yeah I I think it's a lot of things really but mostly to unpack it all I I think it's a and some people have also theorized this is that he's doing it to kind of take the heat off of his players and make himself the main protagonist or antagonist whatever way you look at it you know, all the lights are on him. Maybe he's working out tactics with the players and, and the staff. Meanwhile, you know, he's kind of taking off pressure off leads right now. And I, I do imagine, like, it, a lot of things might change compared to how they were playing previous. So I'm actually kind of interested in seeing what that results in being. But, yeah, I think it's a it's a masterstroke. And it just kind of shows the um, – the colmillo the the smarts the the experience like this is not his first merry-go-round and he knows what he's doing i feel like that's always been a thing with him by the way like he gets a new job immediately does that i think it's one of his tactics personally um but you know, mad far- management is also you yeah. know being being able to massage egos or or to like you said relieves pressure so i could see yeah. that yeah and i i think um at the same time it's a, it's actually a testament to how smart he really is and how may, I think he's maybe overvaluing himself, but he's like establishing that he is significant in the game because of all the eras he's been through, not only as a player, like his first game as a player was in 1971 or, or 72, I believe. And, you know, so he's been through every, you know, era of like top flight football in England, you know, as a player and manager. So, Something about that kind of experience in the league, especially, you know, there's stuff that you can just only pick up by experience, you know, no matter what the analytics or, you know, what what the the trending form is um, as far as like ways to set up your team. Some guys are just true to their craft in their own way. You know, it's just like, you know what you're going to get with Sam Allardyce. He's that, you know, that 
traditional bodega that's been around for 60 years <laughs> serving the same torta you're just like i know what i'm gonna get man uh, but yeah uh, here's to you big sam Leave yeah more than um, you will know <clears throat> i think that's giving him an awful lot of credit and i'm not i'm not outright go, going to say that he's not doing that but i also don't know if he has that much foresight and, and to i don't know to assume that he does might be giving him a little too much credit. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll remember this. I'll remember this. I'm uh, only uh, saying this because I've seen him do it more often than not. Well, and I've yeah. seen him inherit some pretty shitty situations too. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't want leads to go down. That's one. Okay. Two. So you're bought in. <laughs> no. I just don't uh, want this to go down. <laughs> I would prefer the other one of the other two to go down. Um Oh, okay. Well, since since you're on it, name names. But we uh, want Lester to... and Everton. I mean, oh. one's gonna go down, right? Or Leeds. Yeah. Well, you you upset Ernie and Kevin all at one go. But fair play. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we can have a monsoon, uh, and they can uh, give us their. Well, add to the fact that Ernie hates Leeds too, huh? Oh, massively. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's and he loves Sam Allardy. So today he's like. Uh, it's, it's such a dilemma for me. Yeah, it's like I can tell you was conflicted. Yeah, seriously, I'm like, man, he went from a folk hero to a sworn enemy within, uh, you know, overnight. I didn't believe it was gonna happen. I saw the rumors yesterday, and then fuck, it happened, bro. So I don't know, a bit of romanticism to it, isn't it? I mean, you can make a documentary, a memoir off of this guy. <sighs> yeah, he's gonna write a book, The Great Escape, or The Escape Artist, or something. Yeah, something, huh? I mean, he he keeps getting jobs, right? And, you know, he's – he gets paid fairly well for it, you know? Man. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting finish. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, come on, Big Sam. And really, like, these things also come down to the other teams being shit while you being less shit than they are. Because at this point – of the season we know that all these teams are bad and they've been bad all season um they're they're all but it's less than a point per game so that's awful on its own um so really it's it's just being less bad than the other guy it doesn't you don't have to do anything just don't just lose less than the other guys yeah even a draw will do yeah a draw will do yep all right uh let's see what else um all right, and more news. Uh, shit. Uh, do you want to go to what happened with Messi or what's going on with Messi? What's going on? Uh, uh, yeah, he um he received permission to go on this trip. Um, you know, as he's on his way to Saudi Arabia, uh, apparently the front office at PSG changed their mind. They're like, no, you can't go on this trip. And in fact, we're we're starting a training camp. I think it was later that evening or the next morning and Messi was like, nah, man, I, I guess, you know, I'm already on my way over here. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. So he stayed out there and then they suspended him for two weeks because he violated the team protocols or whatever. Um, had this have happened if maybe his, you know, location was a few hundred miles to another direction, may say maybe like Qatar. No, I don't, I don't think, uh, there's a problem. So I think, uh, PSG just knows that something's up and maybe Messi might be entertaining offers uh, as in Saudi Arabia. 
and that's just them being petty, man. I I I can only see it that way. Yeah, well, there, it's you know it's Qatar versus uh, Saudi Arabia in that instance. Um, yeah. But I also think that it came to light that that they established that Messi's not going to resign with with PSG, and that 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 whole sort of affair is 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 donezo. That's, yeah. That's just you know out the window now. It's been a fairly um, to call it a failure is, is is too hyperbolic, I think. But they definitely didn't reach the heights that they wanted to or thought they could have with with Messi, right? Um, you know, it's hard to say because I don't know what what their goals were. I guess Champions League is what people refer to. But as far as the league, I felt like they've done well enough to, uh, for it to be considered a success in some instances. But I think the first season was very rough for Messi. However, like yeah, it was that one was where he really struggled. After that, he took like a duck to water, and his stats actually in total, if his final PSG game was already played, are actually pretty good. Um, but none of them were on the big stage like in the Champions League, so. Yeah, in some ways it does feel like a failure, but in in another way, it's kind of like what Giannis was saying the other day in the presser. It's like just because oh, they didn't God. win the whole thing, um, you know. And Carlo Angelotti referred to it, and and I was like, all right, tip of the hat, classic. No, and it's funny because I've been saying stuff like that, and <laughs> it, it just gets dismissed as, oh, I'm not going to praise that. It's not uh, worth praising, but it's also not necessarily fair. Having said that, and. Um, Oh, fuck, what was I going to say? It was about uh, Messi being a failure. Um, no, yeah, he's a total piece of shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, damn, dude. Uh, you know what? I forgot. I, I just think that uh, that PSG, you know, were, were hoping that that they would get a, a Champions League and that it was going to pan out for them. Um. And I said it when the, when it happened. Like these things don't work like that. There's just there's just going to be something in the way that team wasn't built. Like it was a very like unbalanced team, you know, with Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi. So that's that, another that problem, be- man. Yeah, Neymar is hardly available too. Like that team also mm-hmm. was just never fully cooperative, man. Even like there was inner dramas amongst them. It's like, come on, dog. Yeah, they were never going to succeed. But it it did look like it in the that transfer window. Because Poach was there too, you know. But, and and another thing was, uh, it just never really seemed like like Messi's heart was in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. He was just kind of going through the motions. I felt like making the right play, but it's he, hard to assume he wasn't that. Making and, those, you yeah, know, I don't tough. like to add meaning to things, but it it was just I don't know. It just felt like it was obvious. I don't know. Whoa. Um. Uh, but since we were touching on Saudi Arabia, uh, Ronaldo seems to want out so soon. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. Well, I mean, uh, while we're still on Messi for for a quick second, there is a, an absurd rumor that they're trying to pay him four hundred million a season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, is that how, even? How do you say no to that? You know. I think. Um, I think when you're as rich as Messi. Even even taking the Saudi Arabia ambassador endorsement, however much that might be, it's like uh, I don't know. Like, how much more money do I need? Ah, man, that's 
No, esos son 400 mangos, boludo. Uh, oh, well, yeah. Con eso no se juega, ¿eh? I know, dude, but he's already set for like, many, many generations. And, like, he, he has Antonello. That, that on its own, man. For the next dude, decade, like, make it all back. Eight generations with that, you know? Respectfully, of course. Her. Yes, yes, with her. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I, I, I couldn't really you know, speak on that. <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll do it in a heartbeat, man. But, you know, the thing is, uh, I was looking at the rumors of where he's going to go, and the best, the fourth best bet is Man City. So um, one of our targets, maybe not a target, somewhat of a target, I guess. Uh, Jude Bellingham's off the board, at least it seems. Um, yeah. So oh, I wanted um, Mike before... Butler, let's see. Yeah, yeah, before Bellingham, um, before that news, um, I mean, since it's obvious that he's not going back to to PSG, where would be, like, if you had to say, where would be a, a good spot for him? Um. Yeah, my my brain says Saudi Arabia, uh, but my heart says Barcelona, and my other heart. No, actually, my Wahoo says City. So it's like, that's, I wouldn't be mad with any of them, but the, my least favorite would be the Saudi one because I'm not going to watch the Saudi League, you know? And it, he's just way too good to play with those guys, man. It's just not, it, it just, it would piss me off, like, to it's just a, know that these guys are gracing the same pitch as Messi right now. Sorry. It's, uh, it, it taints your legacy quite a bit. And even if he doesn't play bad, I mean, even if he plays amazing, it's hard know, to it's imagine just... him playing bad, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, um, well, ask PSG that last season, but, uh, uh that's, that's not fair. Uh, <laughs> uh oh, it's a new league. Anyway, it, it's, it, it taints his legacy. Just like, I think it's tainting Ronaldo's legacy right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think, you know, up, up until this point, Messi's relationship with PSG was good. Um, until this really popped off. I mean, maybe not even great, but I'll just say, like, as far as his production with the team, he's he has been playing really good. I mean, just last week he assisted a goal, I believe. Um, so, I mean, truthfully, like with Ronaldo, I mean, it was more of a – the way he went out, I think, t is more, more tainted than, like, say, if Messi were to leave PSG because I think Messi's leaving PSG and top clubs would take him in a heartbeat. Um Whereas for Ronaldo, there was still a little bit more hesitance, I think, partly due to age, but also because of ego, I think. Mm -hmm. Not to mention Messi doesn't have one, although a lot of the Barca faithful will have you think he doesn't, um, <laughs> which can, can be true. I don't know. It's hard to say. You, you know what's funny about PSG is like there's always been like um, reports and and rumors of disharmony within the club and you know, uh, um, like just, just bullshit that players have been getting away with just the toxicity within the club. And it just so happens that this is where they draw the line where there's never really been any public punishment for a player up until now. And it happens to be messy of all people. I think it's kind of hilarious that, that PSG is like stands their ground on this issue. <laughs> Ah, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, one thing about PSG is all the moves they've, they have made, there's there's complete transparency. Like, 
you can tell that there's fight, you know, there, you know, that's, you can tell they have beef if, if they're doing that. Yeah. And yeah they make yeah. it obvious. Like there's not many other club in the world that behaves with that type of immaturity, I'd say. And like, yeah, it's just, it's just a testament to how I would, I wouldn't say poorly ran, but mediocrely ran, uh, PSG is cause for the money they have. Yeah. Given the riches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like he he should have really in in theory finished his career with them. Even Zlatan possibly had a more impactful career with them. Um and and they were running the show very well at that moment. I thought by now they'd be, you know, Champions League favorites, you know, because of budget like you said and and trajectory, but man, the past 4 or 5 years, I mean, have been a plateau, even a small decline even, I I would say. Um, so they have a lot of problems on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so moving on, uh, you, know, you alluded to this just a few minutes ago, um, other transfer news uh, kind of early before the end of the season. Uh, Jude Bellingham is strongly linked to um, Real Madrid. Um, there was rumors that he was being looked at by Liverpool, City, Madrid. Like those were the big links, Those those three. Uh, but I don't know. Reports are saying that he's he's chosen Madrid now, and it's just a matter of time before they you know agree on all terms and make it official. Um, thoughts on that? Um, well, I I do want to wait for it to become official. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you know anything could happen. Madrid were also in for Holland at one point, and well, one thing led to another, and but things can change. Them. But um, I think if if it does happen, it's a great opportunity for him. Uh, but he's I think he's going to have to be very impactful very early, because um, there there is going to be a, a big hole to fill there. I mean, and big shoes to fill, more to say, uh, with uh, you know guys like Modric declining. I think Kroos is is officially gone, right? Um, or I don't know if he's staying another season, but you know it just seems like he's not in it like he was. Um, so there, there's a, there's a hole to fill there for sure. But if he doesn't succeed early, just based off the way I've seen past British players, you know, be treated there, they're not going to be uh, forgiving, you know, especially right now at such a pivotal moment where the team's going to want to bounce back from this season. Yeah, and it's been a pretty disappointing, se- a very disappointing season uh, for, you know, specifically for the league because. You know, there's been way too many losses that should have been winnable. I mean, all the games are winnable, to be honest. Like, the ones that you can accept defeat to are probably the most unacceptable ones, which would be, you know, uh, Barcelona or Atletico. Uh, Like, uh, acceptable in the sense where, okay, those teams are quality, but unacceptable just because of rivalries. Um, But... Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to want to bounce back hard. Um, even though, you know, we're still in two competitions, two cups, um, the league the league one is, uh, you know, that that's that's a big mark of pride. And conceding it to to your biggest rivals in Barcelona is, well, God damn it, that makes me mad. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, the, the, the chavy truthers are going to come out and, Oh, and I mean, yeah, just the image of like Gavi with his winner's medal, like chomping it at the tooth. Uh, that's that that'll definitely get the piss boiling. But um, 
reeling it back to uh, Madrid, though, I think that would address a hole they need. But I think more so they have to really consider what they're going to do at the nine position, um, you know, because that seems like an area they can use some some guy who's just going to be clinical, you know, finish off the plays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, um, at, at this point, it doesn't feel like there's a backup plan. You know, you have Mariano, who's just been shit for a long time. He's just not—he's just not a player that's up to par for what what you would think and is Madrid quality, uh, right? Okay. Uh, you got Jovic a couple of seasons ago. Uh, hasn't really panned out. Um, and then there's not really anybody else that you can think of. And how we were struggling to think of upcoming names that are strikers. That that can fill in that role or do something similar to him. Mm, we're um, you know you're, we're at a loss. Blahovic, I don't know, is actually performing to that level. Um, anybody else is like a foul winger, you know, deep line playmaker. Don't need that, especially with all the midfield options. Um, so it'll be interesting. Well, one name that I think is is interesting, and I don't know if he's at the same level. Well, he's definitely not, but but can can maybe do something good would be um, uh, Brian Diaz. Bring him back, give him uh, a chance. That's a, that's a realistic one, yeah. Yeah, uh, but other would than you that, give uh, Santi Jimenez a go? <sighs> right now, no. Uh, <laughs> he's not your starter, but you ease him into it. You Let know, him develop. I mean, forty minute game. Uh, a start against Elche, who, by the way, crazy stat on them. Uh, they had more managers than they had wins this season. Go no kidding. Yeah, and they're officially relegated. First official yeah. team to be relegated from La Liga. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I, I think – and we talked about this earlier. There is a, you know, a depletion of nines at the moment. It's We got we to gotta call it what it is, man. I mean – uh, these days, kids are talking about top strikers. They're talking to you, to you about Jonathan David. You know, <laughs> you know, talking to you about Canadians. Yeah, <laughs> I come from a time where we had Brazilians, Spaniards. You know, it's top of the line guys, and uh, right now it's just a Norwegian freak uh, leading the line. So who who can fill uh, those shoes? It's either a Norwegian freak or wingers scoring goals. Oh well, yeah. The it's a very <laughs> I think the wing the wing position right now is just. It's a uh, very fruitful, if I could find a word for it, you know, like I think guy, guys, guys like fucking uh, Robin and, you know, Ribery, uh, you know, just swingers from past that maybe didn't get to shine as hard. And in, in, in today's age, man, I think they would have been a problem. But um, yeah, I thought you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that on that. <laughs> um, Period. Period. Um, what else? What else do I have here? Uh, how do you feel about this being Italy's best year in a very long time? Factually, it is. Um, you know, I think they have better teams. Uh, budget has increased a little bit more. And, like, my comparative reference point would be to what it was maybe, like, five years ago. They've made a massive leap again. Um you know, aside from Juventus, Juventus is the only team that was kind of a representative of Italy. Now it's it's more 
it's more leveled. You know, it's like, you know, you have the both Milan clubs back in uh, Roma with, with Mourinho. They're good. You know, I mean, they're Europa Conference League, but still, you know, they're they're in every major competition still. The thing is, I think people are confusing it like they're going to win them. And I think that chance is very slim. Uh, well, the, I, one of them to I, win it, you know. I also think they're conflating like, like, okay, they're in all these competitions and they're actually better than they have been in the past. But I think they're also conflating them with being just as good as the other top teams. And I told you last time that I, I strongly feel that that City and Madrid are the best teams. Um, and that's that's a lot of bias on my end. I'll admit that. But I also don't think that, you know, despite Mil- both Milan teams being in the semifinal are are in the upper half of being in top 10. I won't I won't straight up tell you that they're not in the top 10. But I'll tell you for sure they're not in the top five. Oh, no doubt. Whereas, you know, City, you can make a very strong case that they are the best team. And Madrid is somewhere up there, at least in the top top five, top three at least. Um, but, Barely. But, but, well, hey, man, we're the champions yeah. of Europe. We're, 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 and, and, we're, and we're still league champs. We're defending league champs. We'll never a terrible, see that. A terrible defense. Um, but, uh. <laughs> um yeah, I, I kind of want to clear that up. But, you know, it has been a resurgence. Atalanta not too long ago was one of the best teams. They've kind of fallen off a bit this season. Yeah, um, look at Lazio. But, I mean, what a year they're having. Dude, they, f- like, flew under the radar so hard they're in second place as it stands. Napoli's going to end a 33-year drought uh, by a big margin. Um, they were, like, one of the favorites to win the Champions League up until very recently. Um, so, you know, um, congrats on Italy for, for, you know, staying strong and showing and up to the party. Yeah. They're, you know, they, they do have very interesting teams. They're, they're good at finding talent for the value. Uh, Rafael Leao, you know, Kovac, wow. uh, Seaman, uh, Chucky Lozada, ah. Yeah. Um, but, um, no, no, Chucky, Chucky's up there. Uh, He's a factor. He's a factor. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys in there. I mean, even like some of the midfielders too, like uh, Tonali, you know, fucking. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and I forgot about the wingers too, Chiesa. Marella. Yeah, it's just there's, you know, there, there's some, I think there is a surge in talent too. I think that partly contributes to that. Um, Mike Maignan, some people are saying he's got to be top five in the world right now as, as a keeper. And mm-hmm. truthfully, I don't think that's outrageous because, I mean, the kids got it all. And I think France is so lucky. Uh, they have a, a proper replacement for Loris. In fact, an upgrade, I'd say. Like, yeah, yeah. I was going to say they, they've actually, <laughs> yeah, they've gotten better there in that department. Um, so, yeah, it, Italy's going to be interesting. It's just it's just going to be it's going to be uh, interesting to see how, how they cope because all these players are going to get kind of picked off by the other teams. You know, you already got rumors of Lau getting looked at by a lot of the big clubs. Like you said, Mañan, um, Brahim Diaz, always linked to Madrid. Hernandez. Uh, even Lukaku's going back to Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> For fuck's sake. Fuck. You know? So, oh you know, Men is, you know, he's strongly linked to Bayern Munich. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and and there's a fair amount of clubs in uh, in in the Prem that, that would benefit from having him. Same with Kovac. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, Cravaglio, I think, is the best talent in, in Italy. I think he's just the best. I mean, one of the best in the world, I think. Uh, wow. We just we, we just need to see him in a bigger league, you know. It's, it sucks to say, but what I've seen so far, um, uh, man, the, the kid's brilliant. Like, uh, he just has a very, very un, unreal ball control that you, you just don't see a player like that too often, I feel. Uh, it's kind of like Grealish, but just quicker more dynamic and, and just a better finisher but and and there's flair in his game too man it's so weird bro it's like a, a created player in fifa that just happens to be born in a random country like ai generated mm-hmm. and it's but this guy regen <laughs> yeah exactly a fifa regen and he's uh yeah man I, I i'm so excited to see where he ends up you know hopefully it's not a rival for me but even then like uh you see guys like that and you're like you just know man like when I watched Luis Diaz at Porto, I was like, "Oh, you just know that when he goes to a bigger club, I think, it. yeah, you just kind of have that sensation." Um, but yeah, man, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens to some of that talent, and and can this be a shift for Italy too? Because I know they've signed more TV deals than before now, so maybe they have the money to keep some of those talents and and build history, you know. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, man. I think uh, I think that pretty much covers it for in, for the news that that we wanted to go over. Um, you ready to do a little bit of a review? Sure. Of, uh, of the matches this past weekend, um, we'll start off with well Thursday, the twenty seventh. Uh, there was there was pretty there's been pretty much games every day. Right. So it's it's a little it's a little um. Hard to keep up. Um, they're all they're they're just they're just cramped because of the World Cup. Um, so first off, on the 27th of April, uh, Newcastle beats Everton four to one. Uh, so wow. that, you know that new manager shine has totally worn off now from Sean Dyche. And uh, Newcastle, <laughs> Newcastle's um they're they're finishing off really strong. Alexander Isak, man, I I, uh, I do have to give credit. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan. Not the biggest believer in him, but fuck, man, what a play! Hey, my homie said sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he he does kind of look uh, like a factor. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a beast. Yeah, 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 he's a baby. Uh, all seaman, huh? All seaman. Um, yeah. yeah, four to one, ass whooping. Oh yeah, at home. At home. Uh. Burnmouth beat Southampton 1-0. Um, they burned them. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. they did. And then uh, Tottenham hosted Manchester United for a 2-2 draw. Um, I think you called it a 2-2. Yeah, that I did, as I do so often. <laughs> ah, that's um, um, Yeah, uh yeah, uh, United, uh, man, they, they were up 2-0 and just gave it away, man. Oh, uh, man, I guess it's such a shitty team, too. I mean, I mean, uh, that maybe I'm being harsh, but I'm just saying like, that's a team that hasn't been able to string results, so I, I thought they had it packed in. I will say, though, what a wonder strike from Pedro Porro, uh, who ca- he kind of caught it on the on the half volley, I think it was. And, mm-hmm. um, man, uh I guess in theory, like this is not a bad result if you would have looked at it on the calendar in the beginning of the season. But now, given everything, you kind of feel like that's some three points missed from United. 
given uh, the kind of acceleration that Newcastle have picked up. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, it's an opportunity missed, I'd say. More for you know, it's, United. <laughs> it's crazy because I feel like United has given up just these shit results. Like they've they've got these own goals recently. They've lost games that they should have won. They've they've you know um, let off the gas when they could have done more. They could have won games. Um, and as it stands, they're only two points behind Newcastle with the game in hand. Um, now being third or fourth doesn't really make a huge difference. I, I guess for for prize money it does. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it also uh, places you in a better pot position for Champions League too. Sure. I think sure. if you get fourth, you have to do that a playoff. Uh, no, no, it's a straight qualification. Oh, because in the past, City have had to play when when we were fourth. So I don't know. It's been so long now. So <laughs> uh, just a you know weird flex. But I remember when we finished fourth, we had to play. Uh, what was the name of this club? It was such a shitty club, man. Uh, uh, Stad Stad Bucharest, the Hungarian team. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if they changed it now, where it's definitive, like no. Players. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think it also depends on like the quality of the league, where, or or like the the amount of positions you have. Oh league. yeah, that's true. The the uh, quota system that they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think I think what it is is if if City win the league. And they win Champions League. Um, the the Premier League doesn't get an additional spot for champions. Uh, I think a team in 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 the Dutch league gets gets a a spot in the Champions League. It's weird how they have it set up. The way it's like a waiver order. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, for for United, and, and I think like the whole idea of having a better position in the pot. Draw kind of defeats the purpose of being in Champions League. I mean, it's it's just a uh, it's a little bit it's a little it's bit a more better chance to go further. Yeah, I know. It sets it up nicer. I mean, but don't mm-hmm. get me wrong; it's not the end all be all. Though. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on. Uh. Uh. Shit, I lost my place. Uh. Oh yeah, two two Manchester United, Tottenham, and then on Saturday, April twenty nine. Uh, Crystal Palace host West Ham for a four-three, uh, for four-three win, man. You're only here for the Palace. You're only here for the Palace. <laughs> Go on, Roy Hodgson. They've what been a- scoring a lot, man. Hey, What's man. Ah, I don't know. Sometimes the guy looks so clueless, but he 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 knows. He knows he must something. Know something. Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to be fair, West Ham have been desperate for wins and they lose today. They lost this game. Uh, so now they're really, I'm saying on the verge of like relegation scraps too. So they got to really get their shit together because mm-hmm. it might be a uh, David Moyes uh, deploy might be out, man. We'll see. Um, yeah. Following yeah. this match though. Great match actually. Brentford, Nottingham. Um, what could have been seen as like relatively even sites a year or two ago. Now there there couldn't be a bigger gap, and Brentford look like a big boy now, and good result for them. Ivan Tony, man, like he's having a massive season. Had it not been for like Holland and and you know mm-hmm. what he has going on, like this guy would be the cock of the walk right now. Yeah, and uh, he might be flying under the radar a little bit, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if a bigger team went for him. Hot take: uh, Madrid sign him, backup striker, mm-hmm. learn the ropes. <laughs> Hey man, I wouldn't be mad. 
athletic, quick, strong, and he bets on himself. Yeah. Um, I see him, uh, I see Harry Kane a little more fitting into Madrid just for the, you know, the profile and stature. That but, was my, yeah, that was my fan. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, why not? I, I wouldn't mind taking him. Aha. There you um, go. Following this, though, wow, what a ball looking from Brighton. Oh, uh, yeah. 6 0, Deserby, deserving in this one quite clearly by six goals. Um, and the crazy thing is, every like every score got a brace. So, Undav, Pascal Gross, and the infamous or famous in some parts, Danny Welbeck. That boy, uh, Welbs. Yeah, man. And Wolves had nothing to show for it. So, uh, yeah, just an absolute wash. Uh, following this, though, Sunday morning. Bournemouth, big, big result against Leeds. Uh, this kind of leapfrogged them over West Ham and gives Leeds more problems at the bottom of the table right now. Um, and, yeah, something about Bournemouth, man. I don't know what, what it's done. I think they, they have that young manager, and he's been killing it. So respect to them. Yeah, they've really uh, dug themselves out of that hole. Yeah. Uh, following this game, uh, Man City played against Fulham. I actually had predicted a tie for this game because um, I, I think highly of Fulham. Marco Silva, some of the players they have are, are fantastic and the way they play. Unfortunately, Tim Ream, you know, fractured his hand in this game. So he's out for the season, out for the international window, which sucks. But ultimately, City get the win as expected. Erling Haaland scoring from the penalty spot. And Julian Alvarez with uh, quite the wonder strike, if I do say so myself. Um, yeah. Can't be mad. I predicted a draw. It could have very well been. Um, Fulham played it so hard, man. But football, you know, it's re- it can reward you when you keep picking at it and you poke the bear. Um, I poke bears. Yeah. And I don't respect them unless they give me 40. <laughs> uh, but uh, following this, uh, Man United beat Aston Villa. Aston Bruno Villa. For, yeah. Uh, Due to a Bruno Fernandez wonder goal. Ah, just kidding, man. He don't have that in his arsenal. Um, but wow. you know, good good result against uh, Villa, um, a, a good Villa team by the a way. Villa that's been on good form, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This uh, conference league possible uh, qualifying, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, good result for United, much needed. Uh, but following them, Newcastle again, they win their game against Southampton. Ooh. Every day, it just it becomes more of a head scratcher how Arsenal drop points to this team because everybody's yeah. just coming through, just running that train, you know, mm-hmm. and um, just going to town. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm country, so I'm I'm <laughs> different. I don't go to town often, but damn, <laughs> they're going to town. Um, but yeah, another good result for Newcastle United right on their bums. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, following this match. Probably the match of the weekend, I'd say. Liverpool, yeah, just for like, drama. <laughs> yeah. Tottenham, yeah. Uh, thoughts? Um, I yeah, know you're I a big them. fan of both clubs. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, no. Uh, no, you would think that Liverpool had it in the bag. And then until about, mm, let me see here. Ooh, the 75th minute, 70th minute. Uh Tottenham were like, oh shit, we gotta we gotta get some goals up in this bitch. They were down three one, they got three two, and then uh, shit, Liverpool hit the padding button, son. 
Tottenham just pressure, 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 and they finally get a goal. Um, Richarlison, late substitute, comes in, uh, just gets a uh, just the the slightest of you know deflections on a on a set piece in the ninety second, ninety third minute, something like that. Uh, uh, so you're on the road at Anfield. He takes his shirt off, celebrates. Obviously, gets, gets a yellow. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of 30 seconds later, uh, Lucas Mora, who had come on around the same time to to get goals as well, does the shit ass back pass, hands it right to Joe uh, Jota, finishes it off. Sukala Mink. Four to three. That's just that's just Tottenham season this this year, man. Uh, <sighs> Fuck. They've They've been so flaccid, uh, and, and you know they 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 were done a little tough, man. I will say they, you know, um, <laughs> they they just they just had some 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 tough luck there, dude. Uh, that's that's really all I can say about it. <laughs> and and Richarlison, man, just uh, he yeah. looks he yeah, he looks bad, just. I, I'm sure he feels dumb. He felt dumb that day. Um, and still, uh, <laughs> all the emotions took over, I guess. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, they were just, yeah, yeah. Four to three, it's Liverpool. It was an exciting end to the game. Um, Liverpool, Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, following that, May 1st, uh, Leicester and Everton. Uh, wow. You can't even call that a mid off, can you? Um, I would uh, call that. I would call it. Um, well, you know, it depends what you what you want to call it, really. But these are two sides that have won league titles, for one. So uh, they they demand the utmost respect. <laughs> at least, right, for, right, right, right. And I, when I walk past a Everton supporter, a Leicester supporter, bow my head, tip my hat. Um, do you I, do the same for a Blackburn supporter? No. Uh, Just out of curiosity. Blackburn, Nottingham, Villa. I'll give them that. In that order. <laughs> yeah. Just because okay. they've they've uh they've done stuff. Uh, even Wigan, I'll uh, I'll give them a dap. Uh, but anyways, yeah. going back to these guys though, uh, I was lucky enough to catch the second half, a little bit of the first, and uh, you know, I th- my favorite moment was seeing uh, Vardy score the goal. Uh. You know, it just kind of looks like he turned back time then, then and there, and you know, he could have had a second one too. But you know, Leicester kind of have picked up this uh, this uh, breath of fresh air with their new manager at the moment. Um, and honestly, I, I think they have they uh, really. I, 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 well, they've gotten results since, uh, so that's that's a good indication. But the, the worst mm. is yet to come. But you know, I mean, that's Brendan two draws Rodgers, in a row. But that's more than they were getting before. Before they were losing, 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 like five game losing streak. Um, you know, you, you know, Rome wasn't built in one day, they say. Um, but they can be know. torn down pretty quick. We'll see where they end up next season. <clears throat> but as far as Everton, though, I mean, they they kept the pressure on, man. They were, yeah, they were dialing it in. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they're, they're, they're both fighting for life. Sean Dyche. Uh, you know, he made his match. It, it was a, it was an interesting game. Proper, proper British, you know, showdown. I guess you could say. 
but yeah, um, following that match, uh, Arsenal Chelsea, uh, just an absolute clinic from Arsenal, really. Um, and Chelsea, man, uh, they're just kind of like uh, it's like they're going up against a boxer that's already spent, man. And you're you're just <laughs> in good shape. You have all your stamina haven't been hurt and you're just about to wail on this guy and at this point in the season it's like maybe the 11th round the 12th round already as far as denominations and Chelsea are just done man there was even a video of the pregame uh like I think one of the captains was trying to like rile them up and everybody's just like their souls are gone man they're just going through the motions it's they can't wait for summer break you know can't come soon yeah man Uh, and then after Arsenal man they look really good I I must say Mm mm-hmm Will be better. Ah, uh, but I mean, against a, a team like that, that's just—they're—they're they're, they're just begging to be put out of their mercy at this point. Yeah, like I said, yeah, Chelsea beating Chelsea back then used to mean something. Now, oh, fuck it, man. We're we're one season removed from that. I—I uh, I don't feel any like I, I don't like how their fans are like just so so down on, on on their club like oh this is the worst season ever yeah maybe maybe yeah they're like yeah pity us pity us yeah fuck fuck you guys you guys have you guys are going to come back and be competitive next season you're 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 going to spend a lot of money you're going to fire five managers and and within a season's time you'll be competing for for trophies i i don't like the pity party you're not that far removed from success and, uh, I don't hey, feel bad, oh. man. They, you know, they're not on this title drought where they were close and then <laughs> all of a sudden they, it just gets pulled away from them. They've been shit all season. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, I just uh, I'm kind of tired of hearing it from them on top of all the fucking money that they've spent. You know, it shouldn't be reduced to that, but it's a fact. <laughs> like, I, it's hard to feel bad for a team that tried to buy success and it didn't work out like fucking PSG uh, 2.0. I'm Shambles not sure how you've taken that. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> um, Kevin Garcia, I, I apologize, mate. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, <clears throat> right then. Um, nah, yeah. this game, man. Nah, it, it's true. It's true. Um, but still, you know, like, deep down, uh, I, I do feel a little bit of pity for them just because uh, Chelsea, they're, they're used to, you know, they're used to the finer things, really. Uh, but anyways, um. Today, earlier today, we had Liverpool square off with Fulham, and uh, they they win one nil via penalty from Mo Salah, who just continues racking up those stats. Man, he's uh, a <laughs> every... oh no, no, I'm just saying like I, I I see him as a as a legend, you know, like when it's all said and done, he's gonna be up there with the Suarez, the Agueros, you know, he's he's carved a good career for him, and uh, obviously. Holland stole the show this year, but we'll move on to their game as City beat West Ham. Holland gets his 35th goal in the Prem. Um, and, you know, the scoreline was open with, with Nathan Nake, who on his day, I think he's one of the best attacking <laughs> he's turned it around defenders. This, he's turned around this season, um, for sure. Yeah, and having uh, Foden back caught a nice little wonder strike from the outside of the box. Boom. Yeah, man. He, he It's just kind of like a gentle reminder because if there's been one player that I wouldn't say regressed but hasn't shined as much as normally, you know, he normally would, is it's probably got to be Foden. And maybe part of that is because 
Grealish has gotten so much of the bulk of minutes, and we got guys like Mares and Bernardo and and Alvarez. Even Mares hasn't gotten as, like uh, as much playing time as yeah, as you would uh, think. Yeah, I mean Grealish is Pep's favorite, it seems. Uh, so there must be something that yeah. he's not put like, a foot wrong in in a good while. He hasn't. He's been playing very well. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, textbook win from City and. Um, you know, the staring contest con- continues with Arsenal and City as of now. Um, so right now, City are on top of the table with the game in hand, but, you know, you know, a lot of football to still be played. For a lot of the season, though, a lot of Arsenal fans were telling me, you know, City, mind the gap, City, City, mind the gap. Well, we, we minded the gap. What now? Uh, it's, it's so easy to like to talk when you're when you're up there, right? Oh, I, I, I just I, and I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> Mind the gap, you know. God damn it! Uh, but, uh, no, it's it, like that's that's why you don't, you know. It's one of the reasons why when you're loud, uh, it, it hurts the most. Well, and and this is the thing too that a lot of uh, Arsenal fans ask, well, like, oh, why isn't the rest of the league like on board with us? You know, like. Why they should be rooting for us in theory because you know City have won it already a lot and but I think part of that is it's just kind of that uh, cockiness that does exist a lot I've noticed with London clubs especially they're just uh, you know almost entitled into some of the stuff they say and for so much of the season it was like you know top we are top of the league said we are top of the league <laughs> and at one point it it did look like they were gonna run away so. We'll see how that staring. Yeah, they they just kind of uh, yeah they they did it to themselves. But uh, you know, you bring up London. uh, Interesting stat I saw today. Stu, get this. Um, Arsenal for the first time in I think English football history have won ten London derbies in a season in a year. (laughs) Interesting, huh? They they so London really is red. Mm. They've taken care of Chelsea, Tottenham. Uh, Crystal Palace, West Ham. Well, not not the other day, huh? But uh, no. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But would you say Manchester is? Would you say Manchester? Well, yeah, but you know, like Manchester United have more history, you know. <laughs> so, like, same could be said for our, uh, Chelsea. I think. I that's <laughs> why I think I when I say your city is blue, I think. You have to give it to Chelsea, isn't it? I mean, you have you have the Champions well, who's, League. Uh, who's a who's um? I mean, you could just write it off. You could you could just look at the fan base, right? Is, is, are there more Arsenal fans in London than than there are Chelsea? I I'd presume yes. I would probably say so. Yeah, the support probably is a little more fervent. Sure, if only sure. ever so slightly. Because I'm like, sure that town is super divided. Oh, as far as support, yeah, I think it favors Arsenal. I just mean as far as success. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like that's that's the one thing. Um, like, Do you count FA cups? Um, <laughs> I think they matter. It's they a matter. factor. So yeah. silverware is important. I mean, because like, see, that's where like Tottenham can't even enter the chat. I <laughs> I sometimes wonder how people genuinely support them. I just don't get it. And I maybe you shouldn't be a glory hunter. I get that side of it, but. You're supporting a team that's just like chronically diagnosed with bottle syndrome. <laughs> they, they, they should be our, our sponsor, in fact. But maybe down the line we can arrange for that. But, man, 
Yeah. Uh, how much even, would like would how much would you sell out to be a, a, a Spurs like supporter? What's your uh, number? What's your number? Let's, if let's, I could just do a guaranteed salary for the rest of my life, uh, or as long as I can even attend a stadium per se, I would just I'd be happy with uh, 120k a year, um, all expense paid uh, to travel, so that covered it, and I'd be happy, and I'd, I'd uh, be the biggest supporter of Spurs that you know. Uh, um, I'll even fly out my guy Borisimo. Oh man, uh, we're gonna have to get some vapor up in there. Um, ah, uh, ice cold. Um, <laughs> anyways, man. Uh, all right, yeah. we'll give Daniel Levy a call and uh, see if we can arrange that. <sighs> Miserable bastard, man. I felt bad. <laughs> they they panted. They panted. <laughs> they went and went. Uh, that fourth goal went in for Liverpool, and that would look pissed. And I'm just like. Dude, you, you just can't get shit right, bro. Like, <laughs> but like, so you sent me like the the most supported clubs or like the most valuable clubs, um, in all of football. Yeah, Spurs they're, are top ten. Yeah, they're they're a top ten. Mhm. Most valuable football clubs, really? Yeah, yeah. And I was saying, I'd be surprised if they'd even crack top fifteen, but they they crack top ten. You know, and you, there's a lot of Tottenham fans here in the U.S. and California that I've seen. Um, yeah. And I think, I, I think part of it has to do, and I, I think a huge part of it is just like that underdog mentality that I don't know. I don't know how it is in Europe, but for my percept, <laughs> for my perception, Americans also the history, love though. an underdog. Like Brad they, they Friedel, just, they, Clint Dempsey, McBride. A little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There's that as well. Yedlin, uh, uh, how many fans say- of Tottenham do you think are there because of Yedlin? Oh no, not I mean well to be fair, I would say people that were just getting into soccer then, yeah. But if if you weren't, there's no reason to. He was just another guy to walk through a door. But there's like a lot of American Sunderland fans because of Josie Altador and it happens. It's just like these weird instances where guys become cult heroes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, but I don't know, it's uh it's interesting to, to consider for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into the previews and uh, we'll move on. Um, Brighton versus Manchester United, uh, Thursday wow. 5 4. Um, Sauce and beer. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> nah, they probably. I'm down for Quasadala. Um, um, dang, I, uh, this is a good game. I have a draw, personally. I, I'll take a 1 1 draw. Okay. I see a 2 2. Fair, fair. Um, okay, on Saturday, May Sisk, uh, Burnmouth hosting Chelsea. Um, I'll give it to what? Chelsea. Yeah, I, I'll end by a lot, 3-0. Whoa, that's kind. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say 2-0, but fair. Yeah, Mudrick's going to get on the board, and uh, let's let's get some overreactions from... Um, uh, well, one from Mudrick and uh, who else? Who else is on? Oh, and draw Felix, and we're gonna get some crazy overreactions from whatever goal he scores. Yeah, guaranteed, guaranteed. I was telling somebody though, like you know, it's hard to be tough on those guys. Um, I, in fact, those maybe not Mudrick so much, but Joao in particular, he's been one of their best players when when playing when healthy. But mm. there's nobody on that team that I can be like, wow, what a player, what a season he's having. 
none. Even Sterling has regressed, and and it's a system thing. I, I get it, but it's hard to look good as a player on that team right now. Um, <laughs> in fact, the only guys that have looked decent are the defenders, and that says a lot about a team, you know. But anywho, um, City play Leeds right after this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a two 0 win personally. Um, I just think. City are driven. Even the second unit can get the business done. And Leeds are, Leeds are Leeds. Unfortunately, um, they're not the best team, and it shows. Yeah, yeah. I, they're they're just so, so deficient in in a lot of places. It's it's kind of tough to to even figure out how they can get a like a, you know, smash and grab, you know, type win. Facts. Uh, following this game, though, we have another London Derby. We have Tottenham against Crystal Palace. You're only here for the Palace. <laughs> I'll give it to Palace 1-0. Smash and grab Roy Hodgson masterclass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've been scoring a lot of goals lately, so... Maybe it might be know. a 3-0 Vailada. I don't know. Ah. I'll, take, I'll take Spurs, man. Ah, you're awfully kind. Yeah, You're yeah, good dude, off. man. Uh, 2-1, let's say. All right, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, Wolves against Aston Villa, Midlands Derby. Midlands Derby. Midlands Derby. Lotepegui against his arch nemesis, Unai Emery. Who do you think? Who do you think wins this, man? Uh, I'll give it to the villains, personally. To the oh, yeah. villain boys, to nil. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Fair, fair. Okay. Uh, after this, we have Liverpool, Brentford. Um, I have a two-two draw. Um. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. And then uh, Arsenal versus Newcastle. Newcastle's at home. Wow. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give it a one-one draw. <sighs> 2-1, Arsenal. Don't you wish. <clears throat> I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's totally, uh, I need that. Uh, I need that. Let me see that. <laughs> uh, but after this, we have United against Manchester. United. Uh, nah, just kidding. West Ham, the Hammers against Manu. I think Manu should take care of Biz. Should be a 2-0. Further plummeting the Hammers to relegation zone. Damn. You hate to see it. Um, Monday, though. Fulham, Leicester, thoughts? Let me get a Fulham win, 1-0. Ah, damn. I have a draw myself. I have a 1-1. Following this, we have Brighton against Everton. Oh, it's got to be Brighton, isn't it? Yeah, Brighton. I'll take a Brighton 2-1. Following that, we have Nottingham against Southampton. I'll give it a surprising Southampton win. 2-1. Uh, nil-nil. All right. Uh, all right. So before we before we uh, finish off here, um, got Champions League next week, man. Uh, the first leg on, in both semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday, May 9th. Uh, Real Madrid hosting Manchester City. Uh, what say you? 
Um, it, it's at the it's at the Bernabeu, correct? So. Atlético. Um, you know, uh, it could really go either way, but I'm gonna go with my gut. I, I think City are just in form right now, and maybe not catching Madrid at their best moment. So I'll give us a two-one win, with the precursor being that the second leg with the guys that you guys need back in form, healthier, should make for a better second run. But I'll give it to City in this first leg, two-one. Yeah. Um. I know it's unrealistic, but I can. <laughs> no, that, that's very realistic, man. Um, I find it hard to see a game where we actually can comfortably win. I can see us winning 2-1. I can see us losing 2-1. Hell, I can even see us losing 3-1, right? No, no, no. But, but I'm going to say a 1-1. That's fair. That's fair. Two good sides, you know, so it's really going to come down to who can defend the best, I feel. Uh, so that's going to be something to look into. Um, but following this, we have Inter at Milan, which really doesn't matter because it's at the San Siro um, regardless. But the Derby de la Madonnina. Wow. I mean, it's just crazy to still see it on paper. Yeah. Um, Great game. Um, I'm going to actually take a draw in this one, personally. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Um, Inter have our number, though, I must say. like For some reason, they just know how to beat us. So that's always a possibility. But I'll give us the benefit of the doubt with a healthy squad. So, yeah. 2-1. Ah, Inter. 2-0. Huh? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 2-0 AC Milan. <sighs> ah, big Liao guy, huh? Yeah, that's I'm fair. very high on him. He's a beast. Yes. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's all the games leading up to the next, next pod. So, um, any parting thoughts? I wish. Oh, uh, oh, you, oh, uh, um, no, no. Um, uh, that's it. For did now. you want to congratulate LAFC for their CCL final? No. Uh, uh, I, I don't think. Uh, no, I, I, I don't rate them very highly. There's an article in The Athletic claiming them to be the best MLS side ever. Do you think that's a fair shout, or is that still too premature? No, I don't even think it's their best team. Like, their their best team didn't win the league, you know? Hey, yo. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, that, that That's going to rile up a lot of people. That, they they happen – like, they, yeah, they got so lucky last season. I'm not going to have it any other way. They, 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 they had a better team like that year that Bella was going off and then maybe the year before that or after that. I'm not sure what, like how it worked, but yeah, this is, this version isn't their best team. They somehow made it to the final. Um, and, uh, well, shit, let me see. Let me see who won between the, the, uh, on the other side of the, uh, of the draw. Um, Leon was giving it to Tigres last I was watching. Oh yeah, Leon, Leon beat Tigres three to one, four three on aggregate. So yeah, man, uh, they had a battle on their own. Damn, I, I kind of would want to buy tickets to that final. I believe it's being played in in here actually yeah, at SoFly. Yeah, so damn, I'm not gonna lie, just I I would literally buy a Leon kit, bro, just just for the week. <laughs> I, I, I'd keep it. Actually, I'd probably keep it because I've always kind of like. It's a pretty it. cool. It's a pretty cool kid. Yeah. 
Yeah, but um, <laughs> I think there's an American plane there too, so I'll probably buy his kit. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be a fun matchup, man. Uh, ne- never have I really rooted for Leon like that. Uh, the closest would be Santos, but that's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll take I'll take uh, Leon on that. I, Same. You know, the, the LAFC fans are such a terrible fan base, man. They're they're the plastic plasticiest of the plastic. Yeah, they when they beat Galaxy for the first time at Dignity, they they made shirts commemorating it that same night. I'm like, damn, like, is it that rent free? Like, your first away <laughs> at our stadium is is being celebrated like that. Well, have some shame. <laughs> a lot of their fanhood is more of telling you know Galaxy how much they hate them. Making it known how much they hate Galaxy and just being so um, <laughs> so abrasive. It's like so so obscene about it too. Uh, you know, you would think they have more to celebrate being champions and everything, but it, it just seems all they can talk about is how much they hate Galaxy. Um, I, and and I think it's like a, a little bit of a inferiority complex, you know, knowing that you still have some ground to make up, um, even though they've made a lot of headway in that, especially in the cool department but uh yeah they're they're constantly trying to prove how how big they are and it it just comes off as a as small yeah as they say in england small club mentality for sure uh but yeah Uh, that's that's it for this week unless you have any other no nada 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 boludo uh (laughs) are we good man all right man well uh episode 131 and uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, take care of your mantles. Take care of your chickens. And, uh, yeah. I'm better than Klopp. I'm better than Pep. I'm better than Teta. <laughs> All right, guys. Shout out Big All Sam. Right. All right. Peace. <laughs>